the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies, bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life because the Mets are really sucking the ball. Knocking the home runs over the wall. East side, west side, everybody's coming down to meet the M-E-T-S Mets of The same thing. Welcome to the podcast, the Dave Juskow Show. What a week it's been. So much to report, so much to talk about. Rocktober. Or Cocktober, if you're in the porn industry. Yes, it's uh, been a hell of a September. Good times for all. But we are now in October. I'm taping this on uh, Thursday today because... I had some happenings last night, which I will get to in a second, but I hope everybody's doing great. Not such a great day in the city, a little cold, a little rainy, and we're expecting a big hurricane walking Phoenix. Although I don't think anything's going to happen. But you know me, I said the same thing about Sandy. I dare it to hit the Upper East Side. I dare it. We're too privileged here to have a hurricane. Am I right, people? Anyway, welcome to the show. I got to tell you, let's just get right down to it because uh, I have so much to discuss. I'm just going to take it slow. I didn't have time for a guest today. I mean, maybe I could have got one, but I because I had to change the dates, I was like, what, whatever. I'll, I'll probably have a guest next week and the week after. But I, I have so much to talk about. I mean, this could be a two-hour show. I don't know. I know the people that listen to the show don't mind that it's a two-hour show, but yeah, you like to keep it fresh. You like to keep them coming. So whatever the show is, the show is today. Because I have so much to discuss. So um, I guess let's just uh, get into it. First, I will tell you, I was so excited this week. Um, McDonald's retweeted one of my tweets. <laughs> they know I exist. I mean, I don't know whether this is just as good as the girl with dog from Dog with a Blog retweeting my tweet. You know, that she knows that that I exist. Yay. I don't know. McDonald's is pretty cool. I wonder if I can get free stuff from that. I wrote, like, um, one of the... You know, I try and tweet, like, three times a day. Mostly just to, you know, to do some, uh, you know, things about the podcast. Get some new listeners. And I uh, one of the tweets was, starting October 6th, McDonald's is having 24-hour breakfast. And I said... Why wasn't that started October 6, 1977? I said, I need answers, people, and an Egg McMuffin. Hilarious. Yeah, it's not that hilarious, but whatever it is. And they wrote back, well, we don't know what took so long, David. I guess we were hash browning it out. (laughs) That is hilarious. We were hash browning it out. Oh, I'll tell you, that McDonald's is funny stuff. I wonder how they worked that out where, you know... um, a little twerp like myself uh, does a tweet and they find it. And I mean, they must, they must just go. They must, you know, obviously have some a bunch of people that just, or maybe nobody's tweeting McDonald's. 
But you figure there must be people that are just angry and they're like, McDonald's, yo, I ain't never going to eat your shit. I don't know why I'm saying it in this voice, but I just figure just that's the way it always sounds. Yo, McDonald's made me sick, yo. I love McDonald's. I don't eat it as often as I used to, thank God. But, I mean, geez, sometimes I come home. Sometimes I come home and I'm like, you know what? I'll get McDonald's because there's a 24-hour one by me. And I'll get a Big Mac, a 10... Just hold on, you know, before you, the heart attack is happening, obviously. But a Big Mac, a 10-piece nugget, and fries. It's not, it doesn't sound that bad. But um, it is for somebody of my girth and uh, age. But... um uh, so my cat, you know, loves the because uh, Selena's my co-host today. My cat loves the uh, chicken nuggets. I mean, why wouldn't she? So I usually take off the skin and I just give her some pieces of the chicken, and then she eats, you know, it, and then leaves. Like she never leaves while I'm eating, you know, until everything's finished. But then she leaves. She's like, "You're not." She's like, even like, "You're not going to eat all those nuggets, are? Are you really eating all that?" I mean, she's judging me. That's how bad it is when I come home, or at least that's the feeling I get. And then I usually doze off right at the kitchen table where I'm eating it. It's it's very sad. I've definitely fallen asleep with, like, Taco Bell wrappers on top of my stomach, like, you know, like a, a real fat guy, um, you know, where my cat is, like, licking it off, <laughs> like in the movies. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But that hasn't happened in a very long time because we've been trying to eat better, but it is very difficult and it's very expensive to eat healthy. And I definitely have a problem, and I can never decide. And I've tried different things. I've tried Blue Apron, which is uh, a service that they deliver meals to your door, but you have to cook them. I'd like to use the ones that deliver the meals to your door, but that's very expensive. And so this Blue Apron is like where they give you all the ingredients, and then you can cook it. So I tried to make all the ingredients, because I can only cook on, like, Sundays. I tried to make all three recipes for the entire week all at once, and it took me, like, three or four hours it was ridiculous so I was like I can't do that and I never know when I'm going to be home or when I'm going to be doing something so it's such a disaster and it's just strange hours it's just very difficult to eat I have a salad every Monday and that's it that's not good enough I know I need to eat healthier but it is very difficult and if you're not trained to do so I mean I've been bought up on fast food and canned food and you know just bad stuff for you my whole life I don't know how to switch it up so, it is what it is. But uh, that's no big deal. Uh, moving on. I don't know why I got to talk about my diet. That's the last thing I want to talk about. But, um, well, actually, that involves what I'm about to say. What, not what I'm about to say. Uh, uh, just a couple of other uh, newsworthy events. Uh, I don't know whether you know, but I, I have talked about it on the show. I've had uh, one of my guests on it. But I announced the roller derby down the Jersey Shore every other month. I am the announcer for the Central Jersey Roller Vixens. And I've been doing that for about three or four years. And yesterday, I quit. Because my uh, friend, who I've had on this show, Kim Prenham, uh, who also is uh, very smart and writes for the uh, Bergen Review or something like that. She's on... Uh, the Brian Lair show sometimes and stuff, but she sounds like a 12-year-old, which is really funny. I've talked about it on the show. I've had her on the show. She talks, like, really smart, but she sounds like she's 12, so it's, you know, extra funny. But uh, she was part of the Roller Vixens, and she told me we were all quitting. 
like half of the girls just hate the other half and I'm with her and I was mad because last time me and Memo went down there and they were like oh I, I don't know if I can use you today and I'm like you don't know if you can use what the hell does that mean I just traveled two fucking hours to get here you guys all live five minutes away you could have told me that before I came so I, I was furious and that left a bad taste in my mouth and I was thinking about quitting but I'm like you know what I'll finish the season the, this was the last bout of the season and then they told me we were all quitting anyway so all of us sent uh, me and the other girls all sent a Facebook message to the other girls on the Facebook page the private page like all saying the same thing I can't remember what it was just like uh, we've all we uh, you know I've now decided that I am leaving thank you so something like that we all wrote the same thing and uh, good because there's a couple of girls that want to start a new league and I'm with them these girls I always liked the girls but they don't have it together and that just it was only because of last time I mean would would you be upset if you were doing something for free and you travel two hours and then they tell you like oh I don't know I mean I understood that was the case like when I was doing comedy sometimes like oh I don't know if I can get I mean it happens when you're young or whatever but now I'm too old to have that happen there needs to and there's too there's too much information smartphones and stuff where that doesn't need to happen I should have been called ahead of time it's not 1990 there's easy ways to get in touch with people when they're driving so that's that now let's start from the week I've had a very big week I will start with Thursday I did uh, that is where I left you off I did Artie Lang's podcast and I think it went swimmingly well got a lot of really nice tweets about it which was really great so I had a lot of fun Artie's place is is fantastic because it overlooks Manhattan it's in Hoboken overlooks Manhattan the beautiful skyline it's right by the ferry so the ferry boats are coming in I mean it, it really is amazing and he does the podcast right out of his apartment and you're looking out the window and it's fantastic he leaves his air conditioning on I always turn it off because I don't want the sound on but he leaves it on doesn't care uh you know because he is kind of heavy he's got to leave it on but uh it does get hot with all the people in there but I like to turn mine off because I like the quality sound and uh, but we had a, we had a really good time. We had a really good talk. It was really funny. Uh, Artie and I just get along really well. He knows all the stuff that that you know you and I know from doing this podcast. All the SCCT, the SCTV stuff, and just the the little stuff like you know I was doing the Tootsie imitation. You know, like well, Doctor Brewster, I'm as proud as ever to be a woman at this hospital. I mean, you know, he gets it, and very few people understand that anymore, and. Uh, you know, we just had a really good time. We told stories about how we first met and everything, and it was really fun. So uh, it's on YouTube if you want to listen to it. It was a really good time, and Mike Pichetti was on, and he's hilarious always, you know, in a hilarious, different kind of hilarious way. And uh, we had a really good time, and it was fun. And, you know, I always try and be respectful when I'm on somebody else's podcast. Uh, but my friends who have listened to it said like you took over the podcast I'm like well I didn't mean to you know I was just doing what he told me to do and I'll bring up later what I did last night uh, later well uh, I was on Race Wars last night which is also on SoundCloud on Sirius that's uh, Sherrod Small's show and Kurt Metzger's show but I'll uh, tell you about that in a second let's just continue the weekend so after Artie's podcast now remember the pope was in town and i was very very uptight about getting my car out of the city 
all the tailgating stuff for the Giants game was in my car. The bar that we had, the unbelievable bar, and the tent, the chairs, the grill, everything was in my car. So nobody could do anything until I got there. And I was very uptight that I wouldn't even be able to get my car out of the garage because the streets were blocked off. But it was blocked off one block before my garage was there. So I put all the beer that I had. I had a bunch of leftover beer, and I didn't want to spend any more money. So I put it in a suitcase, and I dragged the suitcase all the way over to 6th Avenue. And I said, you know, last week, what looks more suspicious than that? But I did it really slow and really carefully, and it worked out perfect. And I was just trying to keep it cold. It was cold in the fridge, and it was cold in my car. So when I got to Hoboken, I went to a place and just got uh, a thing of ice and a tray. And I just put it in the bag on top of the beer, hoping that that'll be good enough until I get a cooler for later. So then after I did Artie's show, I went to a liquor store. I got some more beer. I got some, uh, and then a cooler and some more ice and was able to pack everything up. It was perfect. Everything worked according to plan. Got to the tailgate five hours before it opened at 3.30. Um, the other guys were already there. which I couldn't, And they took an Uber car. So I, I don't even know how they worked that out. I mean, where the, they had to pack everything into an Uber car. And that guy must have been furious. He's like, I got to go where? Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little stuffed up. I think I have allergies. I uh, uh, I think all the tailgating caught up or something, or I just had allergies. I don't know. So my nose is a little clogged. My throat's a little sore, but I'm doing okay. Uh, but sometimes I have to pause and swallow and take a sip of water. But that all being said, um, so we go to the Giants game, and it was the best time ever. The tailgate was amazing. It was probably one of the best tailgates I've ever been to because it was the best people. You know, my friend Lee was there, his wife Laura, who I love very much, and Jeff Ross came, uh, which was fantastic. And it was a beautiful day. And then, you know, it was weird because the sun was setting. That never happens. I'm usually there at a 1 o'clock game or 10 in the morning. I'm usually, the sun is rising when I get there. Um, so it was just a beautiful night. The weather was perfect. Totally wearing short sleeve shirt. And it was just a great day. Great people to tailgate. Strangest thing happened when we got there. The security guy who works for MetLife Stadium pulled up in his car comes to our bar and uh, and we say, would you like a piece of chicken? Because, you know, that guy that's always grilling all the time, he just keeps cooking. It's fantastic. And he goes, what am I, a nigger? That's what he said. I'm not joking you. I'm not even making it up. I'm not exaggerating. He's like, what, what am I? What do I look like, a nigger? <laughs> and this is a big, burly guy, um, but he's he, work, he works at MetLife. Why would he say that? It turns out that one of the guys who was there was half black. I didn't even notice. I thought he was tan. A very good-looking guy, like, you know, Jeter type. But um, he definitely doesn't look black. He just looks tan. He looks like Ron Darling, you know, like that. Um, this guy was furious. But we didn't say anything, you know, because when something like that happens, it's better to just let it go and, uh, you know, and, 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 and move on. Uh, you know, and see what else he's got. For me, this is the way I am. I like to let it go, kind of laugh about it, and then see what else he's going to say. And that was the right move. Because you, what are you going to get? It's not the time to – because it was so shocking. I don't think anybody was prepared to be like, what did you say? You know, like it's just – you don't want to get into it. 
we're there to have a festive time. This guy's obviously insane. So then Jeff comes with, uh, you know, my friend Lee and everything in the other car. And he pulls up and he goes, oh, do you mind if they park near your car? And he goes, I don't know. What is it, a car full of Jews? What the fuck is with this guy? It's like I almost want to call MetLife and be like, uh, your security guard's completely insane. Why would he think that would be okay to say? I mean, maybe there were no black people around or he didn't think this guy was black, so he would say that, and it's still not cool, but I'm just saying maybe, you know, he was thinking that, but he has no idea. I mean, first of all, look, I mean, Jeff and I, we just really look Jewish, so why would you say that? And then finally he went away, but the best part was, so first of all, the tailgate was fantastic. I totally forgot about it, and it was a really good time, and just people kept coming, and then Lenny Marcus came, and it was just so great. My friend Evan came. Like people just keep coming, and you're like, ah, what's it? It's like you're so drunk, and it's such a good time, and you know your friends just keep piling in. It's like a big party in the in the middle of the day outdoors. It's fantastic with food and booze. It really doesn't get much better. Uh, in fact, you know, I always get depressed when we start um, closing down because I want to stay and do the tailgate more. I'd rather miss the game. You know me. I, I don't like to watch the game. I like to go watch it on TV. I prefer to just have the TV outside and watch it, you know, from the parking lot. But uh, whatever the case may be. Um, so anyway, my car was the pivotal car, which had the music on and everything. And the trunk was open. And we were partying out of my minivan. And... I, you know, I knew I was leaving the battery on, but I was like, eh, it's no big deal. It's just the music. But what I didn't count on is that when it got dark, my lights went on. So my battery was drained, and then I couldn't start my car. And that was a major buzzkill. But the guy, um, I think his name was Damon. Uh, it was half black, half white. He's, he was so nice. He stayed with me. He's like, I told everybody, go, no, go in, go in. I'm not going to, because I was going to call AAA, and I didn't want to bother it. I didn't want to ruin anybody else's buzz, see if they got cable. I don't even know anybody who's got cables anymore. I know I didn't have them. I didn't want to ruin everybody's good time. I got AAA card. You know, you never use it. So I'm like, ah, I don't want to go into the game anyway. I really don't care. And I'm like, I'll just give it some time. Maybe it'll start. But this guy was really kind enough to stay with me. And uh, I had found out later, I thought he was peeing in between my friend's car and that security guy's car but he was letting the air out of that guy's towers uh tires this was the the guy that said what am i a nigger um he was letting the air out of the guy's tires <laughs> so good for that guy that was brilliant uh we didn't stay to see um you know what happened after but he i was wondering i thought he was crouching down. i thought he was making a duty <laughs> and i heard like a hissing so i thought he was just letting go gas but uh I didn't know what it was, but he totally let the air out of the guy's tires. <laughs> just uh, why not? Why not do that? So that's that's the that's a perfect way to dispel that guy. You know what he did, and not you know get into it with him. But just uh, later on, when he leaves, you just let the air out of his tires. But you don't slash his tires. You let the air out. Teach him a little lesson of respect. So that was like really cool. Um, but and then my car worked, and I oh, felt like a million bucks. Went into the game. Didn't even. I didn't even go into the seats. I just went right to the Campo Wine Bar and sat there the entire time. I think I was by myself. Yeah, I was by myself because everybody else went in, and I was just. I couldn't have been more content watching the game on television uh, with a beer and a little shot of something at the Campo Wine Bar. I was thrilled. 
overlooking the parking lot. It's my favorite thing to do. And then everybody just came in and stayed with me, and it was like uh, just the best time. And then I was getting nervous because, you know, I want to get out, but I don't want to get out because I know the Pope is still there. But I think we left with, um, you know, five minutes to go, got immediately out of town, back to my parking garage. Couldn't have been a more perfect night. I was thrilled because, you know, so uptight about the Pope. They never left the house on Friday because the Pope was all over the place. Just didn't want any trouble. And, uh, oh, yeah, so when I got home, you know, I, I had to take the city bike, uh, you know, from my parking garage. And I'm going home. I see a huge line at Central Park. I see a huge line. It's uh, probably now it's about 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. And I see a huge line outside Central Park. And I was like, wow, that's probably for the Pope for tomorrow. Can you believe these people are getting online uh, this early for the Pope? It's a, it's a special day. Then I found out they were online at the Apple store for the new iPhone 6. I'm not sure what's worse. I'm pretty sure that one is. They were online for the new Apple 6. You believe that? The line went around the block. The hell's the matter with people? Is a phone really that important that you got to wait online? I guess if you're getting a bunch of it and you're going to sell it for more money, then that makes sense. But if you're just online because you can't wait to get your new phone, that's fucked up, I think. They're waiting online. They have chairs like they're waiting for a rock concert. Very odd. But I mean, that was funny. But uh, it's even funnier when I'm riding a city bike from my garage after the tailgate. I must look like an idiot too. So then uh, Saturday, you know, I woke up really early. I woke up five in the morning because I had to go to Rutgers so I can go to the Rutgers tailgate to finish my trilogy of tailgating, and. Uh, I went I went there and it was a pretty good time. It's not as fun as the Giants game. It was okay. It's not my brother in law, that was his first tailgate, so he didn't really know what was going on or but he did a good job and he did a good cooking, but maybe I don't know, it just wasn't that great. My nieces aren't a lot of fun. <laughs> That's part of the problem. You know, everybody's not I mean, everybody else was drinking around us, but they're not obviously drinking because they're too young. And um I don't know just not as festive for some reason even though it's technically should be more festive but um and then we went into the game and the game wasn't really fun they won but it wasn't fun I left at the half with my nephew because he couldn't stand it either and then we just sat by the car and hung out which was really got nice um you know just like hanging out outdoors I live in Manhattan so anytime I can hang out outdoors in like a field is really exciting for me uh, whatever it is, a parking lot or a field. It was like a dirt grass road. I didn't care. and uh, But that that was okay. And then I went to Staten Island for Irene's party. My friend Irene, who, you know, the, the pendulum pick and our good buddy Irene Premis, uh, her and her husband Steve had a party for one of their friends that uh, died, I believe, in 9-11. Or maybe, no, he was a firefighter. He didn't die in 9-11. He just died... Uh, at some point, and they have this party ongoing for many years on the either his birthday or death day, whatever it is. But they make it an Oktoberfest party, and Steve's dressed in that, you know, that outfit, you know, the for Oktoberfest, which you know to me just says Nazism. But uh, you know, it's very German. But I knew what I was getting into when I was going there. I was the only Jew there, but that's not like the first time that's happened to me. It's uh, there was me and this guy Rondell, who's the only black guy. 
So the two of us were obviously hanging out. Uh, we really were the only black and Jew. Um, in Staten Island, I understand being the only black guy, but the only Jew, I was... Uh, I guess I wasn't surprised about that either. However, I had heard before I got there, because I was at the tailgate, things started at 12, I got there about 5, there was a guy there with a Nazi helmet. And uh, Irene told the Rondell not to tell me. Oh, don't tell Juskow. But he did, because he was wasted. And he told me this guy was here with a Nazi helmet. Like, he had a Nazi insignia on his helmet. And I'm like, uh, but again, I... I can't get. I know what I'm going into. I'm going into an Oktoberfest party in Staten Island. Uh, that's on me. I can't get mad at that. I, you know, I mean, it's creepy as shit. But uh, you know, I've chosen to go to a German-themed party in Staten Island. <laughs> you know, you got to expect that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, it's like I was talking about last week with that woman at the Jewish temple who got pregnant before she got married, and then they fired her, and then she's like, Surprise, why, why would you fire me? It's like, uh, because that's against the religion. Well, you work in a place where you know those are the rules, dummy. So, uh, anyway, that the black guy, um, he got sick. He started throwing up, and, you know, I had a car, and everybody wanted to ride home. Like, this, this idiot who owns a building in Manhattan, her... This girl, woman, Stella, and her dump, dopey husband and their daughter, it was like six or eight or whatever, uh, they're like, how are you guys getting home? They just kept asking, how are you getting home? How are you getting home? And then these other people kept asking, if you're over 40, first of all, if you, and if you've got a kid, and all these people that were asking how are you getting home, and then I don't know whether they knew I had a car or not, but they just kept asking, because they wanted Irene to drive them. Can you imagine? They wanted the host of the party to drive them wherever. If you're over 40... And you come to Staten Island and you don't have an exit plan? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. I can understand doing that when you're 20. You're like, ah, eh, it's a party in Staten Island. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But if you're over 40 and you and you haven't thought of an exit strategy, you're just dumb. And if you're not man enough to call a taxi or and take it to the ferry or the train. Do you know what? I, I looked it up online when I left because I just had to see for myself. I know there's a train in Staten Island. I've been taking it for years because, you know, I grew up next to there. And um, it was in walking distance of Irene's house. Now, that train sucks. But if you have no way home, you don't have to bother anybody. You walk to the train. Train takes you to the ferry. You're home. I mean, what a bunch of assholes. And then I found out Irene did drive them to the the, the black guy and, and this other girl, Jen, who I like very much. And I she wants to be on the podcast, but... That was not cool to have Irene drive him, but this guy Donnell was throwing up, and that's why I didn't want him in my car. I made a harsh bail. I made a harsh bail because I was just like, Irene, he's throwing up. I'm leaving. I know you get it. And um, I don't know whether she heard me or not. I just took off, and I left them there because I don't care. Everybody was getting on my nerves by that point, and I just wanted to get home quick, and uh, I did, and it was great. And then I called Irene the next day, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, and she was like, no, you don't have to explain. I would have done the exact same thing. The harsh bail. Very important sometime. Uh, so then on uh, Sunday, I had nothing to do. I was finally going to relax. You know, three tailgates. And I was getting a little sick. And then uh, I had all the shit in my car. So I bought it over to... I, I just wanted to dump it at Lee's house because I, I don't I don't want to go to any more tailgates. I think I'm through. And uh, I bought it to Lee. We, we must have spent two hours taking it out of my car, putting it in his storage space. Living in Manhattan for shit like this, 
really sucks. His storage space, you know, you got to take it in the elevator. You got to bring it down to the the basement. Then there's a sub-basement with just stairs. And then he has a locker there. And you got to get the key from the locker for the doorman. It's such a pain in the ass. I think this is why a lot of people from Manhattan do not tailgate. It is a Jersey thing, and it should be because you should have a house with a garage where you store all your shit. Ugh. It was so messy and so gross. I can't wait this weekend to clean up my car. But let me just tell you what happened today. Um, My mother's brother died today. I just got the call. Uh, I'm doing the podcast because I'm not sad about it. He wasn't that great a guy. Uh, my mother's upset. However, uh, <laughs> she's so upset about it. She uh, was like, oh, my God, Dave, that's horrible. I'm, I'm very upset. I can't talk about it. I'll have to call you after my bridge game. <laughs> she's devastated about it. Um, it's funny. So the um, this is the guy we went down. Remember, I, I think I told you last year, I, I went down to Kentucky. Uh, you know, I got these relatives now in Louisville finally wants to connect with my mother you know he married this woman that hated us for so many years she was from kentucky she's not jewish he just had this other family we didn't know about or anything because his wife was kind of a cunt and um not kind of uh even her uh, her nieces said she was bad news so we went down to louisville met these other cousins they're new and and they're wonderful they're the best this girl andrea she's so nice i really like her and uh, so we got cousins in Louisville, you know, which is hilarious. And uh, they're really nice. We've been, I've been keeping in touch with them. I'm very good about keeping in touch with everybody that people don't want to keep in touch with. I, I don't know why. I guess I do it to, for my mom and for other people. I don't know. I keep in touch with this other side of the family that hates my mom. Everybody doesn't like my mom or my dad, and yet everybody's okay with me, which is odd because it's usually the opposite, <laughs> you know, way. But... Uh, so I got a call from his niece today, and uh, a different niece, and, and she was crying, and she's like, he was such a good man. I'm like, right, right, right. When's the funeral? Do we have to come to that? You know, <laughs> I'm just trying to get it out of the way. I feel horrible about it, but uh, actually, I don't. I'm sorry. I really don't. He was kind of a dick, and he kind of, my dad, if my dad found out, my dad's dead, and if he'd found out that this guy came to the funeral, came to his funeral and sat in the limo with us on the way to the, oh, he would have been furious. My dad hated him. Um, my Aunt Judy told me today when, this is my dad's sister who is uh, married, that's why my cousin is David Blitzer who owns the Devils. Um, my Aunt Judy told me today that uh, if, uh, when she was single and my mom's brother was single, She's like, well, maybe we could. And my dad's like, stay away. The guy's out of his mind. (laughs) So she clearly uh, did the right thing. My dad was right about that because she married really well. And that's why I am, what am I I saying? Uh, That's why I uh, am, uh, I want to say I'm a New Jersey devil, but I'm better than that, you know. I'm in with the devils. I'm in with the Sixers. Thanks to Aunt Judy listening to my father knowing this guy was a complete freak and he used to talk like now he has a he grew up in Perth Amboy New Jersey but he has a southern accent I used to do his accent all the time my dad used to love it it was the only time he ever found me funny it was like this and he's so boring and slow and he'd be like this now uh David you now I understand you're you're doing uh stand-up comedy now we uh Rita and I 
and the other day we were in Louisville and we saw a comic. Oh, he he was uh, he he was funny. Now he what he did was he he got in a box and it said uh, it, it was a shell. I'm sorry, he got into a shell and uh, and then he and he goes I'm I'm in a, I'm in a shell and he he took the s off and he and, and he's like what what's that and then the guy goes you're that hell that's where you're going <laughs> and and then he he took the the h off of that and then he goes cuz you're ill <laughs> i mean we we laughed for a long time about that that was uh, that was some fun now that's that's comedy you know that's uh, the kind of comedy uh you probably want to be doing uh, that's the way he talked. This is my relative, you know, my mom's brother, me, Dave Juskow from New Jersey, you know, with the, the semi Eastern Coast accent. That's her brother. Now, 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 you, now you understand that, uh, you know, I mean, that's the, I'm, I'm not, there's no exaggeration. His wife was completely Southern from Kentucky. I'm pretty sure he married the first girl he ever had sex with, and then he was just completely pussy whipped completely pussy whipped oh of course the best story of all this is what makes him an asshole uh okay he loved his mommy you know like we all do so at my sister's wedding how could i have forgotten to tell this story uh at my sister's wedding my grandmother who's 90 92 at the time whatever and there's uh you know uh mama seal or puddin i would call her she was adorable and she's having a good time at my sister's wedding. She's dancing. She's a delight. And she's got to go home. And uh, Uncle C and Aunt Rita are going to take her home. Well, I'll take Mother home and uh, whatever. And his wife would always call her Mother Reitman. She's like, you know, you can call me Mom or Seal. And she goes, no, I'll just call you Mother Reitman. She was such a bitch. This horrible woman. Like, you know, just destroyed uh, my grandmother just from being a bitch. Um, so... We're at the wedding, and Mama Seal, who, that's what we called her, Mama Seal. Why, what do you want me to do? Uh, <laughs> uh, some people have Nana, some people have Mima, whatever it is. It's, this is Mama Seal. That's that's what we called my grandmother. And uh, everybody has nicknames for their grandmother. Uh, so she's, so before they leave, she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And uh, she's 92. And his Uncle C's wife starts yelling at her. You should have done that beforehand. You know what? I'm not going to let you go to the bathroom. I'm going to treat you the way we treat the retarded kids in our neighborhood, and you're just going to have to go in your pants. And I was like, what? I'm like, what the hell's the matter with you? I can't believe she was yelling at, you know, this 92-year-old woman. Like, So I go to Uncle C. I'm like, are you going to let her talk to your mother like that? And he just backs off. He doesn't say anything. He just puts his arms up like, oh, I don't want any trouble, and backs away backs away and um and then his wife goes david are you gonna start with me are you gonna start with me and i'm like listen i'll take her home because i'll let her go to the bathroom because i don't want to start with her either but jesus christ are you kidding i'm like I'm, I'm gonna take her to the bathroom and if you're here you can drive her home and if you're not i'll take her home and uh we almost weren't going to tell my mother about that because she would have been really pissed uh, because for some reason she loves her brother and we don't know why. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was the first time she was glad I actually said something because, Christ, are you kidding? Who says something like that? That's insane. What What's the matter with her? She hated our family for so many years and he let it happen. 
and she had no, you know, he didn't want, she didn't want any contact with us. And my mother loved her brother for some god knows reason. It was the older brother. I don't know what their deal was. When I when we went to Louisville, they were talking about old times. I'm like, well, what are your old times? He was like seven years older than you, and he seemed like he's kind of an asshole. He's like, oh, we we used to take uh, long walks in, in Newark. You remember, you remember that, Rona? We'd, we'd take a walk to. I I don't know what they were talking about. I my mother's never told us anything, anything remotely close to, you know, this guy. But I tried to keep in touch with them because he went to Rutgers and we talk about the football games and. He was semi-interested in my career or whatever whatever that is. <laughs> I'm doing the air quotes. And, uh, you know, I just tried to keep in touch for my mother's sake, and everybody was happy about that because nobody else wanted to. My sister wants to have nothing. My sister told me today uh, that my mother told her, well, I guess David's going to take care of me when, you know, when I'm older. And she's like, you got that right. <laughs> my sister wants nothing to do with anybody. She doesn't have patience. For, she doesn't have time for nonsense. <laughs> But, you know, I like that because she's consistent, you know, most of her consistency. Anyway, this guy's dead, and now my mother's like, oh, we got to get to Louisville. And I'm like, ugh, crap. So I found out today that um, I was talking to the niece, and she said, we were talking to the doctor today, and he said in many of these kind of cases where people are older and they're living in a, in a home together, husband and wife are still alive, the wife will die 48 hours after the husband. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's perfect. We can, we can kill two birds with one stone over there. <laughs> but I was trying to keep it. I'm like, oh, I, I, oh, oh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, it'd be horrible. Uh, but it looks like um, they're just going to postpone a bunch of shit. Like, I guess they're going to bury him, and then we can just come in for the memorial so we don't have to go out right away. We can just take some time and think about it, try and get a cheaper flight, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Oh, this guy doesn't deserve any of the money we would spend on him. He wasn't like a bad sort, but, you know, it's like... It's like Veruca Salt's dad in Willy Wonka and how he probably wasn't a bad guy, but he let her get away with all that stuff. I always asked my mother when we were watching Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory for the first time, why was he a bad egg? Why did he go down the chute? And she's like, because he let her get away with all that stuff. He wasn't a good parent. And that's kind of like what this... Uncle C was. He was just let his wife, you know, he wanted to see his mother more. He wanted to see his sister more, but he just let it go. And then he had this whole secret other family that apparently loved him and he was great to them. And it was like as if like he, he was a father that got remarried and just didn't care about his first son, but was totally the best father to his second family. You know, it was just like that. So we don't care. And only my mother cares, you know. Beth and me, me and Aunt Judy were laughing. We don't give it. That's why I'm like, I do the podcast today. I don't give it. What do I care? <laughs> I, I don't care. Uh, I feel bad for my mom. But, you know, like I said, she's playing bridge tonight. So <laughs> I don't know. But that's the story uh, with that. So I had to make a couple of calls before I started the podcast. I didn't have time to do a lot of the stuff I like to do. Like I, I wanted to get a couple more clips for the TV portion and stuff. But. Uh, I guess we need to move on a little bit. Now, so anyway, last night, I did the show Race Wars, uh, which was on Sirius XM. Very exciting for me. I'm a big Howard Stern fan, as you know. So going up there was great. Race Wars, Sherrod Small, Kurt Metzger, uh, they were kind enough to let me do their show. Now, whenever I do somebody's show, like even Artie's, I like to prepare. I like to listen to a lot of the show. I've done this when I'm on television. I do a lot of research. Because I want to be prepared. I want to be a good guest. Well, I'll tell you. 
I've tried to listen to that show multiple times. I can't do it. It's a mess. I don't know how they... It's so popular. They have like 30,000 listeners. I got 100. I don't know how people pay attention. It's just loud. Everybody's talking over everybody. They're just laughing. It's it's a mess. It, 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 I couldn't listen to it, so I just went in doing it, and boy, the exact same thing happened. They put me in this like little area. I think you can see it on YouTube maybe. I'm not sure. And they put me in this little chair, which I was like kind of away from everybody, so nobody could see when I was going to talk. And maybe I said a couple things every 10 minutes. It was kind of a disaster for your old pal Dave Jessica who loves talking. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about the guests, but they had this one guy on, Jimmy Martinez, I, I think that's his name. Uh, I've been tweeting all day about it. It's kind of, it was fun. I mean, they're all nice guys. And this guy was going crazy. He got really high before he came in. And he was just going, he was telling this, and I said, that motherfucker, and that nigga, who got him. and they're talking like this. And I'm, I'm sitting, you can see my face. I'm like appalled. Uh, you know, but, but I just kept saying, to being the white guy, and I'm just like, uh, now I've never heard any of these kind of terms before. I am appalled, you know, that kind of stuff. And then they were talking like, now this old nigga, now this old nigga's gonna, he's gonna tell me, and they're like, Jessica, what do you think? I'm like, well, as, as an old nigger, I uh, just, you know, I was just doing that kind of stuff. I, I must have used the N-word like three or four times. It was kind of fun <laughs> to use it, you know, in front of black people, but for the comedy purpose. But I got good belly laughs, you know, when I did it, when I did have something to say, it was good, but... Uh, yeah, he really couldn't get a word in. I, I don't know how people listen to that show. It was definitely fun to do. It was festive. And Ann Coulter was on as well. And she's really interesting. Let's face it. A lot of people don't like her, but she is interesting. And she just says what's on her mind and, you know, just tries to make a, make a play, you know, for anything. And now we're tweeting. We direct messages today. And uh, Ann and I uh, actually did the McEnroe show together. John McEnroe had a show about 10, 12 years ago, and we were both on it together. Uh, you know, let's face it, she's an interesting guest. She's out of her mind. Uh, I think she's very pretty. But uh, now we're talking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. She's interesting. What are you going to say? I know people don't like her. And there was all the thing because she said that thing about Israel that during the Republican debate, uh, why are we talking about Israel so much? What's with these uh, effing Jews or whatever? Um, I, I know what she was saying. She wasn't saying it, I think she I don't think she has any problem with the Jews or Israel but I think she was just trying to make a funny tweet and it came out the wrong way but that's what she does she likes to make controversy and she likes to just be like I hate Ann Coulter because she said this that's that makes her day I don't think she feels that way or anything I, I think she's like a, a like a shock person uh and I don't think she meant to say it that way I mean I'm not I'm not, I'm not taking a side if she meant it that way but I, I don't think she did and uh, it doesn't matter. It's a, that show is a mess. Uh, it was fun, but that and so the funny thing is, this guy's on fire. He just won't stop. He's all he's hitting himself at the table, and he's just like and he's and he's all over the place. And I'm like, oh my god, it's so annoying. In fact, they named the thing um, "Take It Down, Jimmy" or whatever because he was out of control. And then it's so funny. Once the high wore off, he was so polite and nice, and he they played a song that he wrote and it's just like this nice little peaceful hey everybody <laughs> like it's it was really funny so everybody was just really nice and polite um but uh and it's funny because i was too at one point um we were talking about the evil emperor in they were talking about the pope and the evil empire of uh you know star wars and i was doing the emperor i can do the emperor and i go like and now only at the end do you realize it is fruitless or whatever it is and uh, I was doing that, and it was funny because I guess Kurt, the co-host of the show, was listening to it, and he goes, do you do the evil emperor from Star Wars? And I'm like, yeah, I was doing it last night. I know nobody was paying attention. 
So I guess uh, during the podcast, when people are actually listening, uh, you know, they uh, finally heard some of my uh, some of my gold, my comedy gold over there. But uh, it was fun, and it's uh, cool, and you can listen to it. It's on SoundCloud, just the same as I am, because it's with the stand-up. It was good to see some of the stand-up labs guys, and uh, you know, it's fun. Uh, it's good. Sh- it's you know, it's a, it's a it's a fun show, but. It, it's just tough to listen to, you know. I guess I, I don't think that's an old person thing either because I'm pretty sure most of those guys are my age. But it's just, it's too much. And you know me, I mean, I like to do the show by myself. I like to have complete control. And as the host, if I have a guest, I you know, it's difficult for me to even let them speak. So for me, having five people speak at once and just constant laugh, I don't care if people are speaking at once, but the, the laughing and the laughing, it just drives me crazy. That's why I don't watch the Fox football uh, show because... All they do is laugh at each other. It drives me insane. I'm like, you're not that funny. I mean, at least these guys are funny. I'm like, what? Every, you know, Jimmy Johnson's not that hilarious. Neither is Terry Bradshaw. I love Terry Bradshaw, but I mean, uh, he's not that hilarious. You know that they just are laughing so hard at each other. It's horrible. Michael Strahan is not that funny. I'm just saying. Just saying, yo. I still have so much stuff to get to, and I really do want to get to it. I want to talk about just a couple of topics really quick and then get to the sports and then the television. Unless I save it, but I, I, I say we just go for it. So Caitlyn Jenner has been cleared of the killing that person in the charge. I talk about it all the time. You know, he was in that uh, car crash in California, and he got cleared because uh, apparently there just wasn't enough ed- evidence for a conviction. And... That bothers me, you know, because this guy is all over the place and he's put in, and I keep saying he probably got into that accident because he's thinking about, should I get my penis cut off or not? I mean, I've talked about it multiple times, but he just got away with murder. Is that what, uh, is that what transvestites do now? What are they called? Transgenders? Ugh, am I not allowed to call transvestites anymore? Ugh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, what's happening anymore with that. So you can't be politically correct all the time anymore. But Bruce, Jen- uh, Caitlyn Jenner just got away with murder. Got away with murder. All right, so let's let that party uh, fizzle out for a little bit because that guy should probably be in jail. Nobody's going to talk about, oh, he shouldn't be. He's transgender. Hey, are you really going to use that as an excuse? Because somebody might. And that ain't right. Now, also, you might have heard the Pope met with Kim Davis. Now, you remember I was talking about Kim Davis uh, about two weeks ago. Maybe it was last. No, it was two weeks ago. Uh, this is the woman in uh, what South Carolina? Where was it? I, I can't remember where it was. It wasn't Texas. Uh, I don't. I don't. Remember, you know, one of those horrible states uh, where she wouldn't give out marriage certificates to gay couples, and then she went to jail. So the Pope met with her, you know, and everybody's saying it's ruining his his good, you know, his good faith that he put around, you know, and then he's meeting with this this idiot. But I, you know, I say I'm like, well, why wouldn't he meet with her? It's like. Uh, that's 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 their beliefs. So, you know, she's a hero to him. I mean, why is everybody in an uproar? You know, who cares? That's exactly what he's supposed to do. I mean, it's pretty cool that this guy is like a little more progressive than the other popes, but I, I don't know why you would be, uh, you know, it, 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 they're saying it brought pain to LGBT members. Well, you know, LGBT members are stupid if this brings them, the Pope should bring them pain. Because the Pope doesn't recognize any LGBT shit. So um, what is the matter with you people? Again, we're talking about just the most obvious stuff. What are you complaining about? It's the Pope. 
He doesn't like gays. He doesn't like lesbians. He doesn't care for transvestites or transgender. He does not care. It, you're all going to hell. You're horrible people, according to the Pope and the church. So what do you care if he meets with some racist twat that, that is, you know, not going to give out gay marriage license? You know, don't worry about something else. Worry about something serious, like, you know, you know, something, I don't know, like some of these TV shows like you'd like to worry about. Something, something, worry about something Ellen said. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what you worry about, but you, don't worry about the Pope meeting with this girl. That's exactly what he's supposed to do. You know, I mean, he's got to say something. I mean, this guy's been really good. He's been really rather progressive than most of the other popes we've ever seen. He's got to do something to keep uh, the people in the Vatican happy. You know, like, well, you should probably meet with her just to, you know, keep the peace a little bit. We Remember, we still hate the gays. I know you're being all polite and everything, and uh, but remember, you know, this is still uh, uncool. Even though we're probably all gay. <laughs> How are you? Hey. And just to uh, be an equal opportunity uh, racist, not really, but um, you know how I always talk about the uh, ultra-religious Jews, I hate them too. Uh, these guys, these uh, Orthodox, the ultra-Orthodox, you know, talk about the Hasidic, all these nonsense, uh, these crazy Orthodox Jews who are just as bad as the Muslims. And why, again, any woman would want to be an ultra-Orthodox Jew, you're brainwashed and insane. They hate women. Do you understand that in this ultra-Orthodox religion, their culture bans photos of women from publications? So they have actually photoshopped out. Do you remember the legendary picture of when they're bombing... Um, when, when, when they're getting bin Laden remember they're doing the raid and Hillary Clinton and Obama and you know all those people are like watching it happen it's a you know a legendary epic gonna be in kids textbooks photo and Hillary Clinton's in it they photoshopped her out because a woman's not allowed they're, they're confused because if Hillary Clinton wins they don't know what they're going to do they can't photoshop her out all the time what the fuck is the matter with these people? Uh, the paper said laws of modesty forced it to erase Clinton. The, 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 we got to put a stop to this. I talked about this last week with that, that chicken ritual they got over the head and the guy's giving the finger. These guys are a mess. But then, in today's paper, today's New York Post, they have Orthodox women who have been taking sexy photos for their husbands and for some reason they're saying that's okay the men like it and remember these men I've seen these guys they go looking for prostitutes and these women have to be covered head to toe all the time these women have to stand up and say I'm out of here because why would they want to be part of this religion where they are treated like second class citizens and that's basically the Catholic Church as well. Ladies, stand up for yourselves. This is insane. It's not good enough just to, you know, be angry at the Planned Parenthood and the nonsense that this Scott Walker and all these the, these bad Republicans are doing. Um, you got to leave the Catholic Church. And quite frankly, the, the Orthodox Jewish thing as well. Somebody's going to have to make a new religion that... Uh, 
just about women. Somebody should start something. It, the, all religion is completely sexist. Hello! <laughs> I forgot. We're getting all serious. This is what I should have talked about on Race Wars, right? Maybe it's time to talk about sports, huh? How about those Mets? That's why I played that beginning theme for you, huh? Oh, it's the best. Have you ever heard the um, the rest of the song? Let me see if I can get to it. Let's get down to some partying. Let me get to it. Oh, wait, here it is. Here it is. Here we go. Here's the second part of the song. Oh, the butcher and the baker on the street. Where do they go? To meet the Mets. Where do they go? To meet the Mets. Oh, the butcher and the baker. When the hell was this song written? I mean, this must have been like from 1962 when they first started or something. But you got to love the Mets. The Mets are going to the playoffs. Mets are going to the playoffs. Please struck him out. Tears of joy for the 2015 New York Mets. National League Eastern Division champions. Yeah, it was great. I watched it. I was in Staten Island, and there were a couple of Mets fans there, just a couple, and we watched it together. We were hugging, and taking pictures of the TV. They were all pouring champagne on each other. It was, it was awesome. Celebration. They were uh, celebrating on somebody else's field, so I think in Cincinnati. So it wasn't as uh, joyous as it would be at uh, City Field. Mets, greet the Mets, and today, because I'm so excited about the Mets, I'm going to play my other favorite theme. It's Kiner's Corner with Ralph Kiner, Jordan Ralph today, Mickey Rivers, Keith Hernandez, and Ed Cranepool. <laughs> what? I used to watch this show as a kid. Kiner's Quarters. I think because I like the music. I don't know. I used to like it. He used to, and sometimes he would have like. So I think he had the. Did he have the Ramones? I think he. I think he had the Ramones on like a couple of them. He had the Jay Giles band or something. He, he would, you know, just interview people playing there or whatever. It was really funny, and it was like completely not funny. Um, but he did it for so long, from like '62 to like 2000 and. 12 like he really kinder's corners it was a legendary show on channel 9 after the Mets game all the time it was way awesome and he just died and uh gotta love that theme what is that theme it's like a polka <laughs> why did he choose that one I don't know but I love it so the Mets are going to the playoffs I think it starts Friday we, they keep losing, so we don't know whether they're going to be at home, but they're definitely playing the Dodgers. Mets, Dodgers, what? That's going to be awesome. It's very exciting. I don't really care what happens. It's just great that the Mets made it, and they're Eastern Division champs. It's very exciting and never get to talk well about the Mets, so it's been a long time for me. You just have to deal with it. I know everybody probably listens as a Yankee fan, but 
You got your chance to. You got a one-game playoff coming. I hope you lose. <clears throat> it's our turn. Sorry. Came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that today. Let's just talk about some football. Uh, College-wise, um, Clemson is playing Notre Dame. That's the big game of the week, and College Dame Day is going to Clemson. Uh, last week, they were in Arizona, where they were all saying that Arizona could beat UCLA. Well, UCLA beat the shit out of them. And I like UCLA over Arizona State this week, minus 13. And I kind of like Wisconsin over Iowa, minus 7. I'm just saying we'll see what happens on Tay next week. I don't really have that much to say about college this yet, this year, whatever. I'm not really – I haven't I – have, I've been busy every week, and I really haven't been able to watch. So NFL-wise, uh, let's see – Last week, I didn't... Oh, God, I was... You know, I got all my picks in, right? So, last week... Okay, the pendulum pick last week came in again. So, that's two weeks in a row. The pendulum pick, we've been picking against the pendulum pick. So, let's see what happens this week, three weeks, and then we'll see if we got something going on where we're betting against the pendulum pick because the pendulum is angry at us, remember? Or it's angry at Irene. Um, last week, the pendulum pick was... What was it? Uh, Atlanta over Dallas. And remember, Dallas was completely winning that game, and then Atlanta went crazy. So I totally picked that. Actually made it my key pick, because I was like, eh, I'll go for it. And uh, watching that game, it was very weird. All my games other than that I was finally able to watch TV on Sunday and watch the games they all like fell apart with five minutes five minutes to go I was like winning the football pool and then with five minutes to go everything fell apart um, the Jets was a disaster uh, not a disaster but I don't mind so much but um, you know I think a lot of people were in Brandon Marshall made that crazy play but that doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me we like these new Jets. We'll give Brandon Marshall a pass. He's been playing really good. He was trying to make a play. It's a bonehead play, but you know what? I don't think that bothered anybody. They're going to win this week against Miami in London. I've been waiting. Thank God I didn't have to go to fucking Louisville. I've been waiting for this week since they announced it in May. I'm planning on going to a bar at 8 in the morning and watching this game at 9.30. Well, that's my plan. I'm hoping that there will be a bar that would you know, be uh, a prize to that. So, well, one more tailgate left in me. Um, the Minnesota game was out of hand. The Tampa Bay game, I was winning. They were like, you know, they had a plus six and a half. They were losing by a point, and then it just fell apart in the last five minutes. Uh, Carolina was up the whole time. St. Louis, same thing. They were like right there, fell apart five minutes. Tennessee, Indianapolis. I had Indianapolis. They were losing big then they came back and they were winning by eight and then Tennessee scored a touchdown in the last two minutes Cincinnati I had them and they were up big and then they were down and then they were up that game was amazing Cincinnati Baltimore and Cincinnati uh, did win and cover Oakland uh, was up big and then Cleveland uh, you know and that's what I remember I told you we'll see about that they took Johnny Manziel out we'll see if this other douchebag did it well that's why as soon as I found that out I switched to Oakland good move by me I, don't, I picked Jacksonville plus 14 points. Well, that was stupid because New England kicked their ass 51 to 17. I guess we're not. I guess we'll see them in the Super Bowl again. Good. I hope they go undefeated again and then blow it. Um, Arizona. I told you Arizona was my my pick. 
Yeah, by six and a half. They won 47 to seven. It was sick. Arizona rules. Um, yeah, I picked Buffalo. That worked out well. Chicago I had, and they were close the entire game, and then it just fell apart. Denver I had over Detroit, and Green Bay over Kansas City seemed to me like a no-brainer. And uh, actually, uh, you know, me and, and my friend Joe and Caitlin, I told you we're in a Monday night uh, box pool, you know, like a Super Bowl boxes. Uh, and we what, we had eight and eight. You know, like when you're in the Super Bowl boxes, eight and eight's the worst number. We won Monday night's game. We won 400 bucks because the score was 38 to 28. Can you believe it? And what happened was, I was sitting there watching. I'm like, can we win this? Can we possibly win this? And I'm like, no. And then when it was 31 to to 14, I'm like, there's but well, if Green Bay scores this and then Kansas City scores two, there's plenty of time. I guess it could work out. You know, I'm thinking in my head. So Green Bay scores the touchdown and it's 38 to 14. And then Kansas City scores. And I'm like, oh my God, this could happen. And it's 31 to 20 and they go for two. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. That just to screw me, they're going for two. But they had to. You know, they had no choice. They go for two. They make it. The score is 38 to 22. I'm watching the game. I'm just watching the end. I don't care. I know we can't win. Kansas City scores a very late touchdown. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I see the score. It's 38-28. It never occurred to me that it, it's 38-28. They're going to go for two. So I'm sitting there, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to work. They got to miss the two, and they missed the two. I, I didn't think it could work out again. I, I don't know. It wasn't in my head, and uh, they missed it, and we won. Eight and eight. Can you imagine? That never happens. Usually in those Staten Island pools, you get your money back if you get eight and eight because it's so bad. So that worked out well. Now for this week, I'm going to tell you the pendulum pick right away. I gave her... Again, Dallas, New Orleans, because it was the lowest pick because I don't think anybody knows who's playing. Uh, you know, quarterback-wise, I don't know if they know about Drew Brees or anything. Uh, so I told her, and she said today, she told me the pendulum is picked, New Orleans. So you know what that means. We're all going Dallas. We're all going Dallas. And without Tony Romo, we'll go in Dallas, the pendulum pick. If it works this week, I might be thinking about putting some serious money on it. My pick again this week has got to be Arizona over St. Louis. You got to be kidding me. Arizona by seven. Am I crazy? Um, I know St. Louis got a pretty good defense, but Arizona at home, you know I always take them. Arizona at home. And the Jets. The Jets are good this week. I think it's a good pick in London against Miami. It's horrible. So I say we go for it. Cincinnati over Kansas City, favored by three and a half or three. Um, I'm worried about that game because beating Baltimore was a big thing for them. But Kansas City looked horrible. So I think I'm going to go for that too. And I I picked Buffalo over the Giants by five and a half. But I don't know. Can they really beat the Giants? Can Rex Ryan really do something with this team that he wasn't able to do with the Jets now that, you know, all those idiots are gone and he can actually run a team? I'd be very jealous. But uh, Arizona and the Jets, that's my picks for this week. Now, oh, uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Todd Bowles from the Jets, he's the coach. He uh, This week he was saying uh, how much for some reason he likes Gladys Knight. And he like, is in love with Gladys Knight. And then she found out and then she came to the game. I don't know what that's all about. She's 70. He's like 50-something. He's like, oh, man, I love Gladys. I love me some Gladys Knight. 
Uh, he doesn't talk like that at all. That's why it makes it funny. Um, this is the only song I... I mean, I don't even know anything Gladys Knight sings, but... I mean, you all know this one, but... I guess they have a lot of songs, but I mean, I don't know any of them. Ooh, yeah! Where are the pips? Are the pips coming? talking for an hour but um yeah so he wants uh the pips uh no he wants gladys knight to come for some reason and uh he said if you want me to get excited you just said he was like a reporter was talking if you want me to get excited bring gladys knight in here and (laughs) i think people thought it was a joke and then he's like no 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 i'm she's married so i don't know and then she asked him to sit in with her the pips i was looking up the pips i was always wondering, like, you know, nobody talks about the Pips, but apparently the Pips were, like, her cousin and some and her brother or something, so that's cool. I thought they were just some losers that were just like, um, uh, I can come by myself. I don't really have to bring the Pips along, do I? So, uh, anyway, yeah, she showed up late, uh, but as soon as she showed up, the Jets started scoring, so I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know. Is she going to London? Oh, and also, now uh, I'll talk about that next week. Not important. Let's see what else. All right, so uh, did we cover everything? Should we? Should I go for it? Should I just continue? What do you think, folks? Are people bored? Or should we do this? Good evening, everybody. It's the Dave Joscow Podcast going into hour number two. I mean, Race Wars was two hours, so I don't know. I think I just kind of want to go for it. I want to talk about Tuesday nights in television because I, I, I really want to tell you because I saw a lot of the shows and I, I'm very excited, if I can be honest with you. I saw some really good stuff. Let's start off with The Muppets. I watched the show. The first episode, I haven't watched the second one yet, was very good. I had no idea. It was very smart. The Muppets is a it's a show within a show, and it depicts the everyday personal and professional lives of the Muppets during production of Up Late with Miss Piggy. It's a fictional late-night talk show. It's like like a Up Late with like Chelsea Handler kind of thing or something, or even a Tonight Show. And they're basically doing a Larry Sanders show behind the scenes, and it's like a combination of that and The Office, so they talk to the cameras a lot and stuff. And uh, it was very good. It was very entertaining and really interesting. And I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was excellent. So uh, it did really well in the ratings, but it slipped um, the second. Oh, crap. My cat is on the paper again. Bites me. It slipped uh, the second week. But still, I think it, I think it could be a hit. And I think it will last the season. Their last show they did, I remember. I, I like everything Muppets, so I watch all that stuff. And uh, the last one they did, I think it was uh, Muppets Tonight or something. It was 
but it still lasted two seasons. I don't know. I think it'll last. It's at a good time slot. Tuesdays at eight. What's everybody watching? Well, it's up against NCIS, but you know, it is clearly an alternative to that. So, whatever. Uh, that's on ABC. Then ABC has a show coming up in the winter called The Real O'Neills. And that is a series that will chronicle the lives of a close-knit Chicago family with Catholic roots whose personal secrets will reveal their real lives and reality check after they come clean to each other. Well, let me tell you, that will last two seconds. It's with Martha Plimpton, and I guess they're... She was on a uh, an actual successful kind of show on Fox for like four or five seasons like a couple years ago I can't remember what it was called I didn't watch one episode Cloris Leachman was in it I can't remember what it was called but you know sometimes when I I mean again it was like a five year bomb I don't think it did very well but maybe they're relying on her but that show's gonna suck and again I don't know how many times I gotta bring it up these family shows I always tell you the story about when I was working with the great Bill Persky who used to write the Dick Van Dyke show, you know, we were doing a cooking show together, long story, and uh, I've told this story before, he uh, was talking about how he always got screwed by the networks, he always got screwed, you know, it was always those kind of stories, and I love those kind of stories, so I didn't mind, and he goes, uh, so NBC tells me they want me to do a show, they want me to do a show, they want it to air Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, they want a family show, Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, so they come to me and they say, we need a family show, Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, I come to them, I say, I got the perfect show, it's called Family Dinner, it's called Family Dinner. It's all about a church that goes to... Uh, that, I'm sorry. It's all about a family that goes to church every Sunday. And then they come home. They hash out their problems over the family dinner on Sunday nights. And it's on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. It's perfect. When everybody gets from church, and you know, Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, it's perfect. And so they did it. And then apparently NBC put it on Tuesdays at 9. And then they blame him. He's like, it's my fault. They put it on Tuesdays at 9. It's called Sunday's Dinner. It's supposed to be on Sundays at 8 o'clock. How's it my fault? So it sounds like the exact same thing that they've been trying to do for years. Nice Catholic family comes home. They talk about their problems. It's going to suck. It has nothing to do with being Catholic. I don't think I'd care for a Jewish one either. Uh, then ABC uh, turn in the fall. Oh, there there is a series called Beyond the Tank, which starts October 6th, but I think it's been on before. It's a, a sequel to Shark Tank. <laughs> I don't... Uh, it's, I, you know, Jesus, Shark Tank, huh? I think I've seen that show once. Uh, but then they're going to have a show called Wicked City. And Wicked City, in 1982, takes place in the 80s, police detectives, journalists, drug dealers, club glowers form alliances in order to expose a serial killer wreaking havoc on the Sunset Strip. It stars Ed Westwick from Gossip Girl. Remember what we told you, uh, the other Gossip Girl member, Chase Crawford, is in that Blood and Oil series. I predict... Um, it well, it's only got a ten episode first season, so sometimes they let that go. But I don't see it. It's got Jeremy Sisto in it too. I like him. You know, he's from Clueless. Hello, Clueless, my favorite movie ever. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, damn it! Why can't I find anything what I want? Where's my thing? How did I, I don't, here it is. Because I'm keeping it real. Because I'm keeping it real. Because I'm keeping it real. That's my one uh, clueless tech clip. Because I'm keeping it real. Because I'm keeping it real. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to say... I say it lasts and I, you know... Uh, well, it lasts the whole ten episodes. So I was going to say maybe it'll last till the end of the year. Yeah, 
in my last ten episodes, but I don't know. It's got it's Erica Christensen. I like her too. Let me find her. You know what? I might watch this. <laughs> I like Erica Christensen a lot. I don't know why. I find her very attractive. Wow. Wow. I don't know. Just doesn't sound that great. Now, okay, let me tell you. This is why I wanted to do the show. Tuesday nights have been coming amazing. Now, you know, The Flash is coming up too, and I love that show. CBS, 10 o'clock, Tuesday nights. Limitless. Limitless. Based on the movie. My new absolute favorite show of the season. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I've seen the first two episodes only. That's all there's been. And first episode, oh my God, I just loved it. I loved it. I can't believe how much I loved it. I couldn't wait to watch it, you know, when it came... You know, sometimes there's a couple... There's a couple shows I watch, like Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm like, eh, let me get through this. You know, like that. And then there's a couple I can't wait to come home and, like, watch, which is... And that's very rare. Like, The Flash is one of them, at least it was last season. And Limitless is that now. I, I just like the concept. I really like the movie. And the best part is that Bradley Cooper is completely involved. Not only is the executive producer, but he's in it. And many times when... A movie goes to series, the movie star, obviously, many times, 100% of the time, the movie star will not do it. I, it, You know, one time I remember Alan Alda made a movie called The Four Seasons, which I, I liked. It was okay. And uh, they made a TV series based on it. And he was in the first episode only. And then the show tanked. The first episode got tremendous ratings. And then the show tanked because he left. But Bradley Cooper is going to appear in it because he has stake in it. And this Bradley Cooper, if you're blessed on this earth to look like Bradley Cooper, to speak fluent French like Bradley Cooper, to be apparently a swell guy like Bradley Cooper, but then to be really smart, not just about your career and your choices, and he's in and he makes good movie choices and he's you know nominated because he makes good choices and he is a good actor and then to pull you know the elephant man on broadway who wants to see that but it's so successful because he's bradley cooper and then to do this take this movie that you did and know that this is going to be fun and an interesting series and then say if i'm a part of it and not to worry about being in a television show, not being so full of yourself like, well, I think if I do TV, it'll ruin my, you know, who I am and my thing. And he's not thinking that way. This is fucking brilliant. He's cool and he's really good in the show and he's a little scary and it's really awesome and he's playing that character and it's really good. And and the show is just fun. You know what it's about? It's about the guy who uh, discovers the, the, the drug NZT, which increases your you know, use like 100% of your brain. And I, you know, that topic is fun for me and I really liked the movie a lot. And I think the TV show's really fun. It's very funny. It's very comical. And uh, the lead guy is very good. And the girl he's working with is good. Apparently it's the girl they told me from uh, Dexter. I never watched that show, so I didn't know. Uh, but it is kind of fun. And, you know, I like that kind of stuff. It's like elementary in a way because the guy's like really smart and he knows stuff that other people don't. And I like that. And Ron Rifkin plays his father and I like him a lot. So uh, I'm very pleased with that show and just really happy that they still make good shows like that, especially on uh, prime time. Now, here's what I wanted to tell you too because 
I just couldn't be more thrilled. I, on a lark, I taped Fox's new comedies. Uh, I'm going to talk about the first one, even though it comes on at 8.30. The Grinder. This is the Rob Lowe one. You might have seen advertised on buses. He's an actor who returns to his hometown to work as a lawyer after his long-running television series, The Grinder, on which he played a lawyer, is suddenly canceled. Unfortunately, his family are actual lawyers who run an actual law firm, so having believed that his television experience would make him qualified to be a lawyer, he decides to join their firm despite having only played one on the small screen. Well, let me tell you, this was one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Uh, Not, you know, like Seinfeld or something, but, I I mean, five or six belly laughs in one half-hour show? I've told you before that if you can produce three belly laughs in a 22-minute show, that's a hit, you know, for me. Uh, And I must have laughed five or six times. Rob Lowe was great. Fred Savage, who plays his brother, is, is fantastic, playing the straight guy. William Devane, fantastic. The girl that plays his wife, fantastic. I'm telling you, great casting, really fun. And the show speaks to me because it is a complete ripoff of a Conan O'Brien, Bob Smigel show from the 90s, a pilot called Look Well. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but do yourself a favor. And now it is available on, on YouTube. But in 1993 or four, the great comic genius Dave Cross I went over his house one day and he was depressed and we were having a bad time. We we're doing some drugs and drinking. And uh, he showed me on video VHS, he had a copy of Look Well, made by Conan O'Brien and Bob Smigel, I think produced by Lorne Michaels. It was a pilot only. It stars Adam West as a guy who used to be in a TV series called Bannigan, uh, that he played a detective on television. And now he tries to solve crimes with the real police because he used to play a detective on television. It's the exact same premise as The Grinder, except they made it a lawyer. I'm actually surprised. I'm not sure whether I want to write Smigel and say, have you seen The Grinder because they ripped you off and you should do something about it because I don't want anything to hurt this. Now, this look well was amazing. Adam West was a genius. So much so, I've never laughed so hard in my life. That might have been truly the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was pounding my fist on the floor crying laughing I'd never seen anything so funny and Dave Cross gave me the tape and I bought it home and I turned on so many people to it and they got it and it was amazing and it, it and anybody that saw it knew Adam West was either an absolute jackass or an absolute genius and I've talked to both Conan O'Brien and Bob Smigel and have asked them I've got to ask you about Lookwell. Does Adam West know what he's doing, or is he a complete lunatic? And Smigel said, no, he knows what he's doing. He completely gets it. And I'm like, oh, God, then he's a genius. But then when I talk to Conan, they're like, yeah, he has no idea what's going on. So I'm still back to square one. I have to assume he gets it now. He's on Family Guy and everything. But check this out. This is... The theme music to Bannigan. I mean, they even got this right. The theme music. Remember one of those? Well, let me play you this uh, first. This is the clip from Look Well, where he's auditioning for Happy Days of the Next Generation as the new Fonzie, which is called Buzz McCool. (laughs) 
I'm here to audition for Happy Days, The Next Generation. Right over there. Yes, I learned a long time ago that a casting director only has so much time to make a choice. The thinking actor must use every edge to make that choice a foregone conclusion. Well, I, I guess I blew it, huh? Perhaps, but you never fail when you learn from your mistakes. You know, I recognize you. Aren't you Ty Lookwell? Yes. But until this audition's over, I prefer to be addressed as Buzz McCool. Well, it's nice to meet you. You know, I remember Banachek. That was a great show. No, I wasn't Banachek. That was George Papard. I was Bannigan. Brannigan? No, that was Hugh O'Brien. I was Bannigan. Oh, right, right. You had the black secretary. No, that was Bannix. I had a sheepdog. Right. I'm telling you, this guy... It's so funny, right? I mean, I don't. Adam West is so good. He's just like, well, remember, you always learn from your mistakes. I mean, it, it, it's so good, and the whole thing is like that, and it's really funny. And you know, he he's trying to solve this case, and he teaches he teaches acting on the side by watching his old episodes. I mean, it's so funny, and I don't know. Maybe it was just funny back then, and maybe it doesn't hold up. I, I you know, but for me, I have a soft spot for it. I mean, listen to this: this is the theme song to his show that he's watching in his apartment when he goes home. He watches his old episodes. The theme to panic. telling it even that is brilliant i don't they got the music right sounds like one of those old 80s cop shows you know like with you know everybody was named bannigan or brannigan or mccoy or mcleod or whatever whatever and it's just so i mean they think about that they even got the music to the fake show right so that's how genius this project is and was and when i saw it i said to dave cross i said what are they going to do next week and he said, and I've told this on the story before because, you know, he said, you have to trust the guys that bought this to you. And that's what I would say about The Grinder, because I'm not sure the first episode was really great and Rob Lowe was really funny. And what are they going to do next week? I don't know if they can sustain it. I'm not positive, but I'm hoping you trust the guys that bought it to you. I don't know who. Uh, actually, I guess I do know who it is, but uh, I don't know. I don't care. It was just really funny and really great, and I cannot wait to see next week's episode. And, you know, the other thing is, too, I mean, maybe this is just me because I, uh, you know, like this kind of stuff because I wrote a show, and I've told this on the show, I wrote uh, a show called uh, Gross Negligence about three lawyers who, or three fraternity brothers who went to law school because they wanted to continue the party and then they end up, one of their dads uh, has, has a tax break, buys them a law firm, and they only handle strippers and midgets. You know, and they were able to sneak by and somehow get their degrees or whatever. And that's what they do, and that's the premise of the show. And every episode is them in court, and you know, we have the big black judge who likes them, you know, but he's like, he's like well, judge, I, you know, uh, oh my God, I can't think of it. What is the word for they like, um... Oh, my God. I'm, like, blanking completely. Like, you know, sustain, overrule. What is it? Uh, objection. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of that. Objection, Your Honor. He goes, uh, hold on a second. I want to see where they're going with this. You know, the guy that kind of likes the uh, the three guys. And he's like, you know, the ending is like, he's like, case dismissed. I'll see you boys at the cake party, and I'll see you later. And that's kind of what happened on Griner, where the 
the it was a female judge and uh you know they were like objection your honor he's not even a real attorney and they're like uh shut up i want to hear grinder talk you know because it's rob lowe and he's handsome so it's really funny and it's just like look well and if i can't have look well then i'll take this and rob lowe is excellent in it and so is fred savage and i couldn't be more pleased so i highly recommend i called my sister I said, did you, did you see the grinder? She goes, oh my God, we did. So she got it too. It's really, really funny. So then last night I'm like, well, let me try the follow-up show to it, which is Grandfathered, which is John Stamos's show, um, which is it's not the same. It's uh, the series details the life of a recently divorced bachelor. Oh, I didn't know he was divorced. Huh. They didn't go over that last week. I just saw the first episode. Uh, and restaurant owner who just discovered he has a son, but that's not the only surprise. He also has a granddaughter, too, thanks to a one-night stand the son had with a woman. You know, that's not the correct description because the they must have changed it because Stamos had a relationship with the woman they found out. But anyway, it's the kid from Drake and Josh is the son. He comes in, and then he finds his grandfather. Now, John Stamos is very good-looking, just as good-looking as Rob Lowe. And the worst part is Rob Lowe, John Stamos, and me are all the same age, and I'm disgusting. I hate myself. John Stamos is the exact same age. He found out he's a grandfather, but he's hot. And the whole joke is, you know, everybody just keeps saying, God, he's still hot. You know, And that is funny, and it works. But John Stamos is not as talented as Rob Lowe. And I'm saying Rob Lowe's talented. How about that, right? I mean, how stupid do I feel in that? But Rob Lowe is talented, and... He's really good in this, and John Stamos is kind of the problem in Grandfather. Like, he's, not, he's just not... It's hard to explain, but you watch it and tell me and tweet and tell me if you think I'm crazy. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't as good as uh, Grinder, and I don't think Grandfather will last, but I kind of hope it does because then... The grinder will last because they they go you know they follow each other maybe they'll switch it around I don't know, but it's not a bad show but it's not a great show and he you know Stamos pulled out all the stops he uh, first up used his friends Deion Sanders Don Rickles and Little Wayne to be in it um, he does know a lot of people so uh, I don't know people really like him a lot and they're always trying to give him a show and why wouldn't they he's you know ridiculously handsome and it makes sense for them to put him with another baby you know he's he's got a little baby again because full house worked so that's what they're counting on it's not a bad it's not a bad move uh the show after that is scream queens which i have been watching i saw the first episode which i thought was okay or the first two and last night i saw the other one and it kind of fell flat and it didn't do very well in the ratings um it's about like a sorority that you know everybody keeps getting killed and jamie lee curtis and uh, blah 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 it's by the guy who does the american horror you know anthology and uh yeah i thought i'd watch it because i do find emma roberts very attractive but i this skylar samuels who plays the girl who's like kind of trying to figure it all out she's really sexy i don't know why she just is awesome i can't tell you why this is just a guy thing who is turned on by a girl i don't know <laughs> and that remember that girl I always tell you I like Nassim Pedrad from Mulaney the only good stand-up she's in it too and she's really good and she's always good I always talk really good about her Abigail Breslin's in it you know it's got a pretty good cast 
there's a guy that plays uh, uh, this guy who Chad, and this guy's amazing. He's so funny, but uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't know whether it's gonna last. Uh, I mean, I guess it'll definitely last until they reveal who the murderer is, and they probably don't have anything else. But uh, oh, and uh, who else? Nick Jonas is in it. He was actually really, really good. And Leah Michelle is in it. It's got a very good cast, but uh, I, I can't deny Nick Jonas was very. Look at me. I'm just like trying to be. Uh... So then you know when I really when something is bad, I'll tell you because I'm being polite. Because it's not horrible, and that's the thing. I, I I think things that aren't horrible sometimes last because they're stretching for stuff, you know. Uh, because then there's a. Uh... Oh, yeah, Ariana Grande was on the first show. She got killed in the first episode. Yeah, I spoiled it. But, you know, you know. Uh, and they do that. They're going to bring on, I guess, celebrities and kill them off and stuff. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, then, uh, after that ends in the winter, you know, because they all have limited runs now. New Girl will come back. And then this Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Single camera comedy celebrates the mistakes and misadventures people misadventures people make during the years after college before settling down. Um, this sounds horrible, and I give it a week. Seriously, I probably give four episodes. Uh, the network now is giving uh, another ordering. They ordered seven more episodes, and that brings the. Or, I guess they like it. They bring it up to thirteen now. I guess they gave it a try. So um, I still say, well, it's on after New Girl, and New Girl's kind of a hit. So. I don't know, but I don't think it'll last another season. It just sounds horrible, right? It sounds horrible. Uh, again, let's play this for the first time this season. I'm going to talk to you. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. What do you got for me? Okay. Here it is. The Graduate, Part 2. Oh, good. The Graduate, Part 2. Remember, I always play that when something sounds stupid uh, from the movie The Player. Uh, I got this for you. The Graduate... Part two. Oh, good. Love it. Uh, yeah, then they have on NBC, they get the best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, maybe that's good. You know what? I had it taped and I was going to watch it and I just didn't care. I just deleted it. I just don't give a shit. I know it's not going to last. I know it's not going to last. I know everybody loves Neil Patrick Harris. I like Neil Patrick Harris. I just don't see it. I just got a feeling. You know what I'm saying? And I'm right about everything. Uh, my friend Joe, when I was at Race Wars yesterday, he goes, oh, wait, Joe's guy knows about television. I think he got all of them right last year. And I go, no, no, I was wrong on one. He, he was like, weren't you 16-0? and 0? And I'm like, no, I was wrong on the mysteries of Laura. Somehow that lasted. Um, but uh, the other, the last new one on NBC coming up in the, you know, like in the winter break is Chicago Med. You know, they already have Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and an emotional ride through the day-to-day chaos of the city's most explosive hospital. Oh, boring, boring, boring. What about Chicago Hope and ER? They're all, it's just another new medical show. Man, nothing. Ah! That's why I'm so happy about Limitless and and the Grinders. Like, at least something new. This God, they give us the same shit. Chicago Med, they got the other things. They're like, oh, don't worry, there's going to be a crossover. In February, we got the, th- the crossover, the four-way crossover. Oh, God. I can't take it. I hate that shit. So that's Tuesdays. Now, last year, I told you Selfie uh, was going to be out. Here, let's... Uh, selfie, I told you... Let's let's see if I can put on a little uh, music bed. Let's see if this will... Uh... Yeah, just a little bit. I don't know whether it works. 
Yeah, I don't like it. It's not going to work. I thought it'd be interesting, but selfie. Um, I told you it would be canceled immediately, and it was. And let me give it to you. The series premiered on September 30th. The show was canceled by ABC on November 7th. On November 13th, it was announced ABC would pull the remaining episodes of Selfie and replace them with encore episodes of Shark Tank and Thanksgiving Christmas specials. Boy, that, that's cold, yo. Manhattan Love Story, I told you, would be canceled in the same amount of time. The series debuted on ABC on September 30th, airing at 8.30 p.m. On October 24th, the series was canceled, becoming the first network television cancellation of the fall schedule and the 2014 season overall, following modest viewership. I love this shit. Uh, Fresh Off the Boat survived. I said that, Mike, because I very much enjoyed the first one. Uh, Repeat After Me, I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, Forever got canceled. I told you that would last one season, and it did. The series debuted on September 22nd. Reception of the series was mixed. In spite of ABC giving the series a full season episode order on November 7th, the network canceled forever after one season. ABC cited the show's ratings as the rationale behind the decision. However, television critics felt that other factors explain the network's decision. I uh, read up on that a little bit, and I think um, because they didn't own the show, they were, like, angry, so they just fired it. But remember when I told you they just gave that other show we were talking about? Uh, I don't remember what it was called, like, uh, Guide to Surviving Life, and they just gave it a 13-episode. So, you see, it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, Utopia, uh, I also said, would be canceled immediately. Utopia premiered on Fox on September 7th. Based on the Dutch version of the series, the series follows a group of people who attempt to maintain a society in a remote area. Originally scheduled for two nights per week, Tuesday and Friday, on October 2nd, Fox announced that Utopia was pulled from Tuesday nights and would only air Friday. On November 2nd, the show was canceled. It is estimated that Fox paid $50 million to develop the show. And that's why people hate television. $50 million could feed a lot of people. That's from Dave Jusko. Weird Loners was just out for a little bit. Uh, I think I said very abruptly that it would be canceled. The six-episode first season was ordered straight to series by the Fox Network in 2014, the series premiered on March 31st. On May 11th, Fox canceled Weird Loners, Weird Loners just after one season. It was based four people who fear personal relationships are unexpectedly thrust into one another's lives and form and form an unlikely bond while living in a townhouse in Queens, New York. Oh, that's not what I wanted to go to. Damn it, I got it wrong. You know what I wanted to play. How are you? Good, how you doing? Good. What do you got for me? Okay, here it is. The Graduate, Part 2. Oh, good. Knock Knock Live. Do you remember that one? It was uh, with Ryan Seacrest, and him and a guest celebrities would visit homes of ordinary people who have done something and give them a new car, something, blah, 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 blah. Knock Knock Live debuted on Fox July 21st. On July 30th, the show was canceled. (laughs) <laughs> and it says and it says it was cancelled the show after two episodes due to extremely low ratings hello uh, Marry Me do you remember that one we talked about that one originally aired on NBC from October 14th and it made it all the way to February 
based uh, with Casey, uh, based on the loosely based the premise on his recent marriage to Casey Wilson. This dude on November fifth, on November fifth, the series order was up to eighteen episodes. I remember because I was surprised because I said it would be canceled. I think I said it was canceled in a month. It lasted a longer. On February seventeenth, the show aired its final episode before being removed from the schedule to allow The Voice to air two-hour episodes before Undateable took over the time slot for the remainder of the season, leaving four episodes of Unmarry Marry Me unaired, but on May 8th, NBC canceled Marry Me after one season because they knew it sucked. There was a show that I talked about that Ellen DeGeneres made, and I even played a clip, if I could actually find that. I just thought about it. That would be kind of cool. Uh, it was called One Big Happy... It premiered on March 17th. Six episodes were ordered by NBC. The series was canceled after one season. You remember this? It was uh, Alicia Cuthbert, who was hot, and that's why I watched it, and a couple of, about a gay woman, Alicia Cuthbert, who is pregnant with her best friend Luke's baby while is he in love with another woman, Prudence. It was uh, horrible. And uh, I had a clip. Uh, what was it called again? One big happy. Here it is. Yeah, here, here's the scene from it. Oh my God, where is Luke? We have three minutes. He's going to show up. I know he's going to show up. I'll bet my real ear on it. <laughs> so nice to have everything out in the open. Something must have happened. He wouldn't miss this. I'm here. <gasps> Roy! I'm here if we're waiting for Luke. I just wanted to make sure you knew where I was. Because I'm taking the pictures. Lizzie, if this marriage license isn't signed in two and a half minutes, I'm gone. Okay, sissy, you're really running out of time. What's plan B? Honey, that's the plan you use if plan A doesn't work out. You don't get to talk anymore. How did that show get canceled? What? That's impossible. And remember this? I, I talked about this, and it was kind of fascinating because uh, then I played an outtake from it. An outtake. Now, all those laughs you heard sounded completely like canned laughter. And here was the outtake, and I'll tell you why. You don't remember and this. I love... <laughs> now, this guy came in, and he smacks uh, somebody on the ass, and he, he wasn't supposed to, and everybody just breaks up, and you hear the audience go crazy. <laughs> supposed to be uh, smaller. I hope I didn't bother everybody's eardrums. Yeah, you hear those huge laughs? I mean, just from, the, I mean, first of all, what are the, who cares? I can't imagine being there and that happening and laughing that hard. But, um, yeah, and then she runs out and she's just laughing and people are laughing that hard. I think that's because it's all Ellen's friends, you know, and they're like, oh, well, it's Ellen's, something about Ellen, so it's just a strange audience. Because I can't imagine me or my listeners would be in that audience just being like, yeah, so he slapped her in the ass. Am I really supposed to? I'd be like this. Ha ha. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But, I mean, why didn't they put that on the air? If you're going to get big laughs like that, why isn't that on television? So that show was a disaster. And that's Tuesday nights. We made it. We made it all the way through. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Um... I would normally, uh, you know what? I'm not ending with my, uh, I have to end with this one, right? <laughs> Meet the Mets. 
Greet the Mets. Anyway, um, that is uh, the show for this week, I think. We did an hour 40 or so, something like that. I mean, why not, right? We're into it. All right, next week, I'm positive my guest will be Gary Goldman, comedian Gary Goldman. He's a wonderful guy, very interesting, very funny comic, very handsome fella. And in two weeks, I know Dan Natterman wants to come on, so I may let him. I don't know. Well, you know I like doing a week on, week off because, you know, I need time. I got a lot to say. I hope you like this week's show. I hope I did okay. I hope everybody's having a good time. I hope everybody has a great week. And, um, you know, I hope everybody's safe from the hurricane that's going to happen. And I will see you next week at our regularly scheduled time. Thanks a lot, everybody. Let's go Mets. Let's go Jets. We got ourselves a ball, put the Mets of New York Town. Give them a yell, give them a hand, and let them know you're rooting in the stand. Come on and meet the Mets, meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies, bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life, because the Mets are